This is what happens. That's what happens. They got they all got a dark bar dark bark at the same time. Oh man. <laughs> My favorite part about that was the fact that you realized how fucked it was. It was not me. You were like darp fuck, man. <laughs> Can we just not? I don't I think I think events of earlier today have just kind of taken it all out of me. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited. This is I'm putting my I'm putting my the foot down right now. I'm going to say this is going to be the best episode of BS of all time. I'm, I'm already This is going to be beyond Fushnickens. This is going to be the God. best thing that's ever happened to uh, us career-wise. I mean, I hope so because there's not like a lot to the story. Oh, but the experience will last a lifetime. <laughs> it's like going to Disney World. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's time for a load. I'm talking about a load, a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet, featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he, the B to the L-A-K-E. That's right, it's Blake Tedder. And yes, it is the S. The man who cannot go without at least three false starts on a podcast, <laughs> Scotty Moore. Man, that's how it is. It's like a pro wrestling match. You don't give them the pinfall initially. You gotta wait, then you hit the finish. And in this case, our finish was tr- inviting a Russian man, or a Moldovan man, to go to Paris with me for a weekend. Indeed. Um, that's how our day has been. That's yeah. That's how our day has been. Um, so, how's your week been, buddy? I know. Okay, firstly, well, I just want to say we need to hold off on a very. I know. Very... I know. Hold on. There's been a very important thing that's happened this week that we cannot talk about yet. It's violently. This may be the greatest thing to ever happen in a history of a load of BS, and I'm so happy. Oh. But other than that, how has your week been? Shit, dog, I don't know. (laughs) I've been getting over being sick for the last week and a half, and tonight is the first night that I've just been able to enjoy, like, a nice drink in peace. Mm -hmm. Except for the Tuesday night when we recorded Fight Boys. Oh, yeah. Wait, did you have a... Oh, and Sunday night when I watched the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well... We, I did come to visit you. I went to see your play. It was very yep. lovely. I enjoyed it. It was, uh, and ironically enough, I I think the way I described it to you is, it's retribution for when I had to go see a, I won't call it bad, but very less skilled version of that exact play. And I was yep. just like, Blake, thank you for this. I needed this. We returned the favor. Um. <sighs> But that's yeah. all I can say about that. <laughs> that's all I can say about. So, um, yeah, and then afterwards we went out to drink, and my favorite thing of all time is the fact that somehow we both scammed a free drink at the bar on accident. Well, well my mine was an accident. <laughs> yeah, mine was actually a a real free drink. Yeah, it was just mine, a tester. Well, me- 
I mean, they didn't they didn't charge me for mine. I do love, however, the fact that I was like, no, nah, man, we go to this bar all the time. Let's go yeah. to it. Let's try something new. Let's try something new. We walked into the bar I suggested, got a drink, and went, we're gone. Fuck this yep. and left. Well, that is because the bar that we went to was full as shit. Yeah, it was full. And uh, Emily, my, my lady... She is not a fan of places with a lot of people. Although I discovered she has like this magic, like this magic thing where if Daft Punk is playing, she can be anywhere. She could be in the middle of a Nazi march with like millions of people around her, and she'd be fine as long as Daft Punk were like up there, like get up to get lucky, get up to get lucky. Um. So mm-hmm. yeah, and it was the reason I knew it worked was because uh, we were in there and Daft Plunk, Punk, Daft Plunk, Daft Plunk was playing over well, the speakers. And the minute the Daft Punk song ended, she went from like this happy, like, yeah, I'm here, to head down stoic. She looked like the Undertaker's Druids. <laughs> so that was something. And then we went to a bar where it was We went to not- the good bar. Well, it wasn't busy, but I guess it was. I guess they were short staffed. Now the first one that we fucking went to was busy as shit. There was nowhere to sit. We yeah. hence why we stayed for all of ten minutes. Now, to be fair, I would have sat at a table like if we had like because you can get reservations. I'd get reservations because apparently you can get rock'em sock'em robots delivered to your table. That's some shit I want to do. Just get wasted and be like fucking Mike Tyson up, bitch. Um. But then we went to the other bar, and apparently it was so slow that they started, like, messing up drink orders and stuff, and not having... Oh, no. Uh, So, for those of you who are not watching on YouTube, in our chat is a lovely man named Fuck It Sue we were hanging out with before the show, who's from... uh, It was Moldova, right? And... Uh, he's having trouble, he's having trouble understanding me, because I talk at the speed of a, like, a gazelle. Meanwhile, Captain Tibbs bot has come in and is just screaming at him. It's okay, Tibbs will translate with you. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, Tibbs. So, uh, uh, my favorite moment of the night was I got a Moscow mule delivered to the table. A Moscow mule that apparently had a $30 deposit. We still haven't figured out what that meant. I still don't know what that meant. Well, you got your $30 back, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I took very good care of the cup. (laughs) Um, Now, however, when our waitress walked by and gave me a second one for apparently free, I was like, Oh, I can handle that. All right. Didn't you order another drink that you never got? Yeah, I ordered a white Russian and I didn't get it. So I was, I mean, I understood. I was like, well, I got a free drink. So it was fine. Well, you also got another Russian drink. So it's okay. I got multiple Russian drinks. I was, I, I think I summoned fuck it Sue with how many Russian drinks I had over the weekend. And then now, even though he has said at least two different times that he is Russian, he is actually Moldova. (laughs) I like you cheers to the audience as you said that. You were like, actually, Moldovan. Thank you, sir. Um, but yeah, and then, of course, you were in a play about uh, o- 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 Ophelia. No, no, Othello. No. No, the Greek myth of Orpheus and Eurydice. Mm-hmm. By and, the and- fucking way, you would be surprised at how many people don't know about the Greek myth of Orpheus and Eurydice nowadays. Well, no, the best is the fact that when I went, I 
thought I knew it. Cause what I had, cause I, when you said, of course this, I was like, ah, yes, I went to college as well. I know this. Wait, I don't think I know this. And then the play started going and all I could say was, oh, this like that other play Blake invited me to. That dude's going to have to turn around at one point. I tell you what. What? That's, oh. <laughs> boy gonna have to turn around oh so, I know this is the turnaround play <laughs> this is that turnaround play and so um, then of course for some in the ultimate act of luck it was tap a special tap night at the bar and they were using Orpheus brand beer mm-hmm. at it which was from point a- specific distillery named after Orpheus and Eurydice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the back of their shirts all said don't or uh, don't turn back or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, here's where the entire table all made a blood pack to all lie. <laughs> and instead of being like, oh, my friend Blake, he's a secondary character in this play. We all went, this motherfucker was Orpheus. He portrays him. And they were like, cool you want some beer for that and we're like yeah that's why we told you yeah like a bunch of drunk children just yeah that's why we said it scotty you do know that like they would have given you the free tasters anyway like that doesn't make the story exciting it doesn't make (laughs) us seem like men on the go it doesn't but like in a story of us lying i do not want to, to lie another, further. Have another lie? Look, like, dude, I, is, I need to wash this sin clean. This eventually. is the best episode of Scam School of all time. Are you kidding me? This What's the, up? The I'm scam show... this week is honesty. What's up, guys? This week, welcome back to Scam School. I'm Brian Brushwood. This week, we're going to show you how to get free beer that they would have already offered you at a bar if you're playing Orpheus in a play, and also they have Orpheus beer, come along with me. Oh man, so that happened, and then the next day, uh, I kind of went to your hometown a little bit on accident. Oh, because... I do love this story because, like, I couldn't have been further away from. No, actually, this was the day that I was sick at home. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was dri- we were driving to Huntsville because we were going to go see a comedian, and along the way, Emily just looks at me and she goes, "I'm starving. I need food. Please, where can we go?" And I'm just like, "You're gonna have to wait because we had passed the section of what's the city by Warrior that has like the Buffalo Wild Wings and the oh, Gardendale, yeah, Dale." We passed by Gardendale, and so I'm like, "We passed Gardendale. There's not going to be much." And she goes, "Why don't we go to Warrior?" And I was like. No, you don't want to do that. You I'm don't want sorry. to go to Warrior. Did She's like, you Why? not know that Warrior now has a huddle house? Oh, shit. Dude, you've gotten fancy. Y'all got a huddle house. Also, what up, Miss Jackie Hearn in the chat? How are you? Um, but no, then finally she's like, no, look right there. There's a sign. It says warrior has a McDonald's and it's got a gas station and it's got a little Caesars. It's got all this. It's like a small city. And I looked at her and I said, baby, that little Caesars, that McDonald's and that gas station are all one location. It's all in one little cluster and that's it. Oh, the worst thing is you were like 
12 feet away from the huddle house. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I did see the Taco Bell. We almost went to the Taco Bell. You remember where my favorite gas station slash liquor store slash vitamin supplement place is? It now has a huddle house attached to it. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I knew that because I was thinking about that. I was like, we should go get some uh, supplements and alcohol and other stuff. (laughs) And so... um, and so uh, then we got back on the road after that, and then we just kind of spent. Also, weirdly, at the McDonald's, I don't know if you've been in there, they yes. didn't use their cash register. They just brought you over to the little like if you basically if you're too if they're too busy, you can order a little screen. No, they mm. made you order at it, and they didn't let you use it. They used it for you, and it was real awkward <clears throat> for me. They just renovated that McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so after that, we ended up going to this really lovely bar in uh, Huntsville called Pies and Pints. And it's just, it's amazing. Like, they have giant boards declaring all the high scores and everywhere. They have, like... Is is this the same, or is it better than the Pies and Pints in Birmingham? Not Pies and Pints, Pixels and Pints. I'm sorry. Okay. Pies and Pints is the day before. There were multiple and pints locations I went to. But Indeed. we went to uh, Pixels and Pints, and uh, I can't remember. We had, like, these custom, like, we had these shots that were, like, Pac-Man power pellets. And I discovered that my girlfriend doesn't know how to take shots. Because I took mine, and was like, wow, that tastes like delicious cinnamon Pepto-Bismol. Which is a sentence <laughs> I never thought I'd say. Then I look <laughs> over. <laughs> Emily puts hers. Oh, God, Blake. Okay, Emily puts sorry. her shot through I just her heard, mouth. I just heard something that made me just, like, tear up from the ether and have to just <laughs> empty my soul out. Yeah, so Emily takes a shot of it and just goes, Ugh! and just starts coughing everywhere. I was like, what happened? She's like, I inhaled cinnamon. And this is also where my second free drink of the weekend came from because I ordered another Moscow Mule, and the guy comes back, and the dude was awesome, but he did look very sad. He was just like, we don't have ginger beer and i'm like well fi- okay well i'll find something else he's like no 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 i'm gonna fix this like this dude went like will S- he was just like will smith in a movie where he's done a crime he's like no i gotta make things right and so he went over he poured some pbr into it then ginger ale and then made a moscow mule with that as the ginger beer and i'm watching the whole time like this isn't going to work, and I'm going to get this alcohol for free. <laughs> like, I was giddy. Because he looked at me, and he was just like, hey, if you ever, if if this doesn't taste good, tell me, and I won't charge you. And I'm like, well, dude, you just no, gave because... me permission to say your drink tastes like shit no matter what. What he just made you was actually poison. <laughs> um, And it was intended to kill you. Yeah. Well, it got close, I think. I took the, I dragged that whole bee, and then I went to a comedy club, and I had four uh, Long Island iced teas in a row, and I had me a good night at the comedy club. Did Did I ever tell the story of the, like, one time that my buddies and I spent a weekend in Huntsville? I think we've gotten into it before, but not on the show. Okay. So one time... Me, my friends, Michael and Hagen, we all just decided one weekend, like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just go to Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We may have all been a little bit underage at the time. Oh, wait. Also, speaking of Michael, can I just say the best <coughs> part of us hanging out that night yeah. was Michael drove us back to our cars, and basically me and you did a whole episode of a load of BS in the back of his car. Yeah. And when he got us back, he was just like, all right, guys, we can sit here as long as you need for you guys to sober up. It's going to be fine. And me and you got out, basically did the alphabet backwards and a handstand, and we're like... No, bro, we're perfectly sober. This is just what happens when you get us together. Basically, I'd only had one or two drinks that night over, like, the four hours we were hanging out. Yeah, same, like, same here. Oh, Jackie Hearn points out in the chat that Applebee's has Long Island... Wait, Dollar, dollar Long Island Long Ice Island? Hold <laughs> the fucking phone right now. This podcast is over. We're going to Applebee's. Going, no, no. First ever live from Applebee's load of BS. I actually yes. think I've seen video because I think they did like dollar margaritas too. And I watched someone make it and it was horrifying because it was like a tub. It was just like we pour this tub of juice in there. And then we pour this tub of vodka. You fill it up with water. And I'm like, I don't want it anymore. But yeah. The fucking, those Long Island iced teas were powerful at the place I went to. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, um, so what were you saying about Huntsville? I'm sorry, we got off so, track, because we just heard Dollar Long oh. Islands and went, yeah! yeah! Yep. Long story short, we got our buddy who was 21 at the time to buy us a bunch of booze. Mm-hmm. And so we spent the weekend in Huntsville where... Every night, once we got back to the uh, to the hotel, we just drank such an absorbent amount of alcohol. Yeah. Like I still think that that is the most alcohol I've imbibed in an entire weekend to this date, and I was like twenty. Yeah, we're not healthy. We're no, not healthy. I was. We watched the Money in the Bank pay per view that, that <laughs> it must have been twenty fourteen. Yeah. No, no, uh, no, I was 21 in 2014. 2013, maybe? No, 2014. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. remember. You're really bad at math, but all right. Man, I'm not oh, saying yeah. it's gotten to a bad point of unhealthiness, because I think I'm getting close. I'm getting close to healthy, because, like, I've read a lot of books about health, and I understand the concepts. I, I am just... very healthy, by the way. I eat very well. Oh, I... yeah. We're... When we, when, okay, when I want to, I can eat healthy. I just have, I'm having trouble getting back on that healthy horse. Yeah. But, uh, and like, go I, to the gym very regularly. Yeah. I read, I like you're now trying to convince me like I'm your doctor. You're I don't give like, a shit about convincing you. I just want <laughs> the people that are listening to this podcast to not think that I'm on a self destructive path of destruction. Like, Jackie Hearn, Jackie, please. You don't understand. Um, you know. But no, I, I've read a lot of stuff, and they're like, well, you need to get a lot of protein when you first wake up. You need to get, like, a, a big bottle of water to wake you up. And so my, I, I've woken up and, like, had water. I've had protein shakes. Thank you, my Diamond Club, my Diamond Club Miss Jackie. Um, but I think I've kind of failed the quest, Blake. <laughs> because uh, I woke up and I was like, well, I need protein. 
And so I definitely got a big old bag of Doritos and ate it with some nacho cheese I had left over in the fridge. And then I was like, oh, wait, I need a liquid. So I did pair it with a nice Coke Zero, which has zero calories. So I'm healthy there, I guess. <laughs> Look at <laughs> my broken flake. Okay. Would, where would you like me to start? I don't... As I rip you the new one that you deserve. Because <laughs> the new one will be there. <laughs> I'm just saying, I had nacho cheese, which is designed to take normal tortilla chips and make them nacho-fied. I took Doritos, which already no. have the nacho on them, no. and went, this needs more zest. No. It needs more no. flavor, baby. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yes, my boy. No! My sweet child. This is, there is no yes, no about this. That was, what you did was bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I, I woke up from, I, I just remember looking at myself afterwards like, damn it. Well, I guess we're gonna move on. Um, also, I, I, I went on my own little Dateline quest into the you know how dateline's just like into the world of minecrafters or into the world of bronies we accept it but it's a little weird like i did one of those except i did the football i went into the like i know you saw the super bowl at your house which well no i was with friends well yeah yeah with but with friends I, I was with the same friends that we where we shared the the fucking Huntsville weekend yeah. with. So yeah, it was a party. And so uh, with me, we were in Douglasville because I don't know why. I was just like, let's just go to Douglasville. She's like, okay. Keep in mind, this was made after I had four Long Island iced teas, and I was like, we're gonna go to Douglasville tomorrow and go to the Chuck E. Cheese. And she's like, yep. fucking all right. And so. Uh, we wake up and we go to Douglasville, and then afterwards we did a, uh, we did a, this is, Jackie Hearn's right, this is a date dateline, because we were on a date in Douglasville, and then afterwards she was just like, I'm starving, I need food, my girlfriend cannot be satiated, by the way, one day I will be devoured in her hunger lust right there, um, and so I found, like, this, uh, place that it allowed smoking, so we could get in some sick vape tricks, uh, right. it, it, they had some sick wings. It was an Irish pub, and I was like, this should be fine. So we go inside. There is not a spot to sit in. We were just like, why is it so busy? It's a Sunday. It shouldn't be this. And I looked up, and I realized the error of my ways as I saw the opening to the Super Bowl and went, we need to leave now. I do. I really do like the idea of the fact that you didn't even know that the Super Bowl was happening. It's just one of those things that I forget. Like, dude, I'll be honest. Sometimes on Christmas, I will forget Christmas is happening. I'll just be chilling in my room on my phone and look up and be like, oh, shit, it's still Christmas. Cool. That's awesome. But You um, know, honestly, ever since uh, we started doing Christmas, like, at the house that we live in now, yeah. for, like, most of our family, that's kind of how Christmas is now. Yeah. Like, it's 5 p.m. on Christmas, and everybody's left after eating lunch, and I'm like... What did I do with myself? Yeah. So after that, I was like, well, she still wants food. Let me go find food. I know she loves wings. Okay, let's go to the Buffalo Wild Wings. Now, Blake, my problem was the fact that people were out 
to go and watch the Super Bowl and get drunk. And I decided that the best place to go to is a place that the slogan is Wings, Beer, Sports. That... <laughs> See, th- I can't even say first mistake on that because that's like 12th mistake. <laughs> that's 12th mistake in this sea of what's happening. And so, uh, and so we went, we went to the Buffalo and it didn't take long. Like we got seated at the bar in like 10 minutes, which was proud. And I learned that if you just want to start cheering in sports, wait for the lull where people start screaming and then throw in one of like three phrases, throw in a come on baby or run it down or get him. Get him was one of my favorites. (laughs) Just get him. It didn't okay. matter. Yeah. I I am, of course, very, very interested in your opinions on, um, you know, the two, uh, the two touchdowns that were, uh, had to go under review. Oh, hold on, big man. Now, what you're talking to right now is sports, Scotty. I'm the one who knows about sports. Now, when you talk about touchdowns and field goals and... Yep. <laughs> And Air Bud too. Let me tell you, my boy. It what happens happens. This is the XFL, baby. Extreme football. Wins. <laughs> a touchdown is a touchdown. We do whatever we want. We might as well just name it the XFL, the Calvin Ball League. We're the Calvin. We're the first. It's the XCL, the Extreme Calvin Ball League. Oh, man. And you know what else is extreme, Blake Tanner? Um, (laughs) You're just like, how is he going to work this one in? Our extreme collection of merch over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, merch.aloadofpurebs. Can I just say, I thought you were going to say extreme restraints and then just make (laughs) the... Make the make the podcast reference complete. Oh yeah, no, well of course we are going to include an extreme restraint section on our website where you can just get leather ball gags with Blake's face on them. It's fantastic. Oh, by the way, uh, we have to say rest in peace for a part of our merch site that's been there since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, uh, since American Apparel can't went out of business. I can no oh. longer sell the terror shirt. My, it was a beautiful shirt that was just Blake's fucking face as big as it can go. And that was it. It was just this giant Blake face on a shirt and we can't have it anymore. But I'm going to try to make a new one. We're going to get a new terror. We're going to have multiple terrors. Um, but of course, if you want to play babies, you can only get it over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Also, dude, have you, I sent you the new shirt, right? The shirt for February? You did, yes. It's the one, very nice. The one I described as just some cool anime bullshit. Like, that's the only way. I really like our new shirt for this month. I like it. Um, so fuck it, Blake. We gotta get into it, man. I, I'm so ready for this segment. Okay. So. Tell the tale, you dirty boy. Go. I just have to say that something amazing happened to me. I, I'm so ready. Okay, so just a couple of days ago, out of nowhere, uh-huh. one of my dad's co workers sent me a message 
that said that, hey, my friend is the casting director for this movie that's going to be filmed in Birmingham. Um, I'm going to send you her information so you can contact her. And so I talked with her a little bit, and yeah, she sent me like a little their uh, their flyer for the movie. And yeah. um, what is the name it, of the movie? If we, it's called Moose. Okay, good. So it is the one I read about online. Thank you. Keep going. Yep. Um, now this movie is set in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and they're filming it in Alabama. Because, of course. Because, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, it's about a crazy stalker fan who stalks a um, a famous person yeah. and ruins their life. Now, I was only going to audition for one of the small parts, which was just fine, because I'm not a union actor. Oh, okay. Wait, was, but, that what it, yeah, was that what it was? It was all union? That's why you couldn't? Or was it an age thing, too? Well, um, a lot of the stuff that they were auditioning for uh, was just non-union, yeah. and so that was smaller parts and stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, yes, Jackie, by the way, whenever we do mention Birmingham on this show, it's Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. Although <laughs> um, I've tried. I've tried to convince people before, because <laughs> I, right. Ox- I live in Oxford, Alabama, and then I moved to Birmingham for school. Oh, that's great, yeah. And I lived um, in Leeds for a bit as well. Now, anyway, this movie called Moose. Moose. As I, and I scrolled my eyes down, and I, yeah. the name of the director caught my eye. Well, of course, because, this is, uh, yeah, this is a, some local thing, probably some guy, John Everyman, that's who it is. Yeah, no, what? To my wondering eyes should appear but the name of Frederick Durst. A hands up, a hands down, back up, back up, tell me what you want to do now. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. And yes, I do fucking mean Fred Durst <laughs> from fucking Limp Biscuit. Yes! Which because... Bu- <laughs> Scotty, I went to those auditions today. Yes! And I met Fred Durst. Yes! <laughs> now, I've been on his IMDb page, and one of the things about him is that he always wears a backwards red baseball cap. Please tell me he had it. <laughs> no. Damn it, Fred. Uh, he was. Me. He was wearing a um. He was wearing a gray beanie today. Oh, okay. Very. He was going for a more classic director look. Which, yeah. by the way, I do like to think if he's ever like filming a scene and the actor gets too intense and they're worried about like. Wait, wait, he might hurt someone. This dude, he's going, like, off the emotional rails. We need to stop filming. Fred Burst just sits back, and he just goes, nah. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling, rolling. damn it. I was about to say, I made the joke earlier where I told my friends. Um, yeah, so I met Fred Durst today. It was really weird. I auditioned for a movie he's directing. Yeah. It kind of threw me off at first, but I just kept rolling with it. <laughs> To which my friend Hagen responded, oh, you just trying to get some nookie. <laughs> now they say you gotta do some exciting things to really mm-hmm. get noticed so you could break some break stuff. Well, the thing is, like, yeah. I, I don't know how, like, Fred Durst operates in his directing, um, 
because like when I did read and like it was only about three or four lines of right. like dialogue, but he was very he said to me that he was very impressed that I didn't have to look at the script. Now, did you see the script before, or did you do what good actors do, which is hold the script to the side and then glance when you needed to? I did a little bit of that, but for the most part, I got the sides, and for those that don't know, insider term, a side <laughs> is just a bit of the script that you read from if you're auditioning. Yeah. And Also, Jack, Jackie Hearn, thank you for the follow. Oh, thanks, um, so- Jack. So... I was re so I read them. I probably got them like for ten or fifteen minutes, and I looked yeah. at them and I'm like, "Oh, I can do this." Hey, I'm a good actor. Yeah, I'm a good actor. Look at me. I'm fantastic. Yeah. So I believe the words he said were, "Wait, when did you get that script?" And I'm like, "I don't know, ten, fifteen minutes ago." No, oh, Blake. Look at that, Blake. Can we just go in media res really quick? So uh, mm-hmm. perform the end of your. If you if you could remember what it was, or if you'd like to bust out a Blake original for the audience. Oh, the yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I'm going to have to get into character. Like, the whole thing that we did afterwards was me in character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on um, one second. I need to go get something really quick to get into character for this, so I'll be right back, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> oh. This is going to be lovely. Okay, boy, let's do this! This is Darst in the house, baby! Hey, Fred, it's good to see you again. What's up? Let's do some Ooh. acting! Alright, alright, let me let me get to the... Let me get back into that moment and finish it. Alright, baby, okay. let's go! Hey, dude! Sick costume! You know, you look real great in that... Hey, can I take a picture with you? Yeah, come over. Yeah, dude, you know what? You remind me of that one Jackie Diamond movie with the killer monkey in it? Sweet. Oh my god. Who trained you, fucking William Shakespeare or some shit, baby? Holy shit. Damn, son. Damn, son, you just did some acting. Damn. Now let me... Where'd you get that script? You had it. You had to have had it. You found it on the internet or some shit. I know, baby. No, I got it like five minutes ago. Oh shit! You ain't even looking at it. It's right there, dog. You could have cheated. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but you know, I just wanted I wanted to go, I wanted to dress to impress because I'm not dressed to impress. So I talked. <laughs> I used my words to impress you. <laughs> All right, baby. I understand. That's cool. That's cool. So. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, any direction you could give me, anything you'd like to see from that? Alright, <laughs> now check this out. I want to say, you seemed a little cold during it. You seemed a little bit stiff. So what I want you to do is go as sexy as you can. I want you to be trying to get some nookie in this one. Because it's all for the nookie. The nookie. And then I assume he would just start singing his song. Well, actually, that's what he did for the next five minutes. Until the <laughs> casting director came in and, like, he, she saw what, like, Freddie was doing. You had a and private kinda, like, performance. Yeah, she put, um, she kind of put her hand on my shoulder and said, It's alright, you can go. <laughs> that means he likes you. And then he keeps that does, going. 
It means he likes you, but he's going to keep doing this for the next 30 minutes. Actually, after I left, they shut down auditions. Yeah. (laughs) No, he's just like, wait, so if he sings to you, that means he likes you? No, no, no. He sings fucking no matter what. It's really dependent on what song he does. Now, if it's Nookie kills it he loves you if he's but if he does behind blue eyes you're fucked you might as well get out of here dude um now however if he does sing roland that is the wild card because he (laughs) either he either wants to roll into your heart or he wants you to keep rolling 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 your ass out the door to keep you rolling out of there he's he wants to either keep rolling and keep filming you or keep rolling and keep rolling your ass out of the ground on a wheelchair what? Yeah, he does beat you up during the song. Oh, yes. He is totally aware of that. Um, I did have to, like, we did have a Q&A session. Um, and, you know, I thought it was really cool. Um, I got to ask him some questions. And this is up to the listener and you, Scotty, to decide if this is kayfabe or not. Have you not stopped? Oh, wait. What's your currently? Oh, okay. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Well, hold on. I actually think we have audio from it. I, I got oh. the audio from that segment. Sorry, it took me okay. a while to uh, get the audio. But yes, here's Blake's oh, yeah. Q&A session with Fred Durst, the director of Moose. And also, like, Char- like wasn't he in the education of Charlie Banks or something? And then he's he- made, like, real movies. No, he directed the education of Charlie well, Banks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying, like, he fucking made real shit. Yeah. Damn, Fred. I mean, the last movie he directed was ten years ago, by the way. No, I believe he also directed an insurance commercial. No, eHarmony. Oh, damn it! That's even better! <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, let's cut to the audio. Uh, so yeah, Fred, uh, really, I, I thought that was up, really baby? interesting. You got a question for Freddie D? Hit me! Yeah, um... Also, I'd like to thank you for inviting me back in after you finish your songs. Um, but really, I just wanted to ask a couple of things. Like, um, what what do you see from this production? Let me. It's about a moose. A lot yeah. of people don't know it. A lot of people think, oh, it's fucking, it's it's an analogy or something. Yeah. No, man, it's all in the subtext. They're talking about a moose yeah. the whole time. So you're saying that this whole movie involves a moose stalking famous actors, right? Look here, my man. I know a lot of people think Limp Biscuit was misogynistic, sexist, everything. But I am an ally. And what? If, if a man was to come out and identify sexually as a moose, I ain't gonna say no to that and I encourage that. I encourage that, and this I, is a this is a movie for all the moose, <laughs> the moose actually moose attracted people. That's, that's what it ass. is, baby. Okay. Why you think the actor has that fucked up moose hair? Yeah. Oh, I guess that is true. I mean, you did have me read with a cardboard cutout of a moose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you damn right. It's called method acting. Um. So, there's another thing that I have to ask you, and this is kind of more of, like, a personal um, ethics preference for me. Um, You did once write a letter in 2015 where you said that Vladimir Putin was a great guy with really good moral principles, and he was a good dude, right after he invaded Crimea. 
Have you ever been to Crimea? Fucking dicks. I'm just saying, uh. baby. Look, not all heroes wear capes, all right? <laughs> you Are- just start saying weird Facebook quotes. Yep. Are you saying that Vladimir Putin is a hero? Live, laugh, love, baby. That's all it is. Okay. I guess I can flow with that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, any Anything you have to say about being banned from the country of Ukraine for five years? Look, baby, when there was one foot set of footprints, that's when Jesus carried me. That's all I'll say. Oh, okay. That's fine. You know, that's cool. I was going to ask you about your feuds with Eminem and Slipknot, but that's not really germane, so you don't really have to answer that. Fuck German people. I don't care. I don't give a damn. I'm Fred Durst. They ain't got moose in Germany. That, I, I didn't say anything about Germany. Are are you talking about when I said germane? Oh, I'm sorry. That's that motherfucker from Sly and the Family Stone. I'm sorry. He's my favorite member, the bass player, Germaine. Yeah, (laughs) that's him. I'm sorry. He just apologizes midway through. I'm Um, sorry. You know, let's get back. Let's get back to the movie. Okay. My character is um, said like it's described as an enthusiastic fan who's like kind of a skater kid. Yeah. Um, like mid twenties dude. Um. So really, how do you, and you told me to like act it real big at the beginning, so tell me what you feel about that. Look, big and loud, that's how you go, baby. Go big and go, look, let me tell you something right fucking now, okay? This role is important. This role is me. Think about it, baby. He played the skateboard, he's singing, he sings in a band called Bimp Liskit. How do you know? How do you not make the connection, baby? It's all Fred. Uh, <laughs> you a Fred, baby. You know, I guess that that part. I guess that part wasn't in the sides that I read. I did not know that I was the main, the the lead singer of Bimp Liskit. And dead rapper. First. I also do raps. Um, is that why you named him Dread First? <laughs> Dread First. <laughs> Oh, hold on. Wait, hold on. Is first spelled F-U-R-S-T or is it F-I-R-S-T? Oh, F-U-R-S-T. I was fixed to say, either way, we have merch possibilities with Dread first. Also, dude, we gotta end that, because we're tra- like, with this, if you get this shit, dude, we can get Fred Durst on this podcast unless he listens to this one and this a few podcast. others from the past. That is true. Um, I would l- hey, we have n- been nothing but complimentary of Limp Biscuit, Dude. Weirdly enough. <laughs> Man, I love, I, this isn't, this, okay, hold on, I almost just said it in the Fred voice, but I'm being genuine when I say I do. It now sounds like we're just backpedaling, we're just both like, we do enjoy Limp Biscuit, though, by the way, Fred. Like, I, I listen to Roland every morning when I, I wake up to Roland. Wait, you don't? <laughs> Dude, Roland got us through tough times. Roland got us through Listen, the Hulk roller coaster. There was a part where I did want to tell him, "Listen, Fred, you probably aren't going to cast me because I'm the most nobody out of here, out of the bunch of actual skilled film actors that have auditioned." But yeah, listen, Roland is the only thing that got me through a tough time called the <laughs> Rip Ride Rocket. 
Dude, it got us through both. Because Rip Ride Rocket, firstly, you had live Roland. So you had the experience, like, you had Roland with you. Which, by the way, as much as I do love riding Rip Ride Rocket with Kickstart My Heart going, I now have to physically listen to Roland every time or else I feel like I'm betraying our friendship. Um, <laughs> that one was Especially bad. our friendship with Fred. <laughs> yeah. That one was fine. But then it was almost like we had learned behavior because then we went to ride the Incredible Hulk, which is a silent coaster, really. There's like this like noises like that's it. Yeah. And so I remember our buddy Bowdy and I may have told this on the show, but I don't give a damn. I'll say it again. Bowdy looks over. He goes, Scotty, Scotty, I feel like we've made a mistake. Scotty, I feel like I don't think we need to do this. And I just looked at him and I was like, Bowdy, look at me, man. You just got to keep rolling, rolling, rolling. And then we just burst out. We're like, yeah, hands up, hands down. Back up, back up. Tell me what you want. It's so down. I would like to say, though, to end this segment. Oh, I'm not. Fred Durst. Yeah, I ain't done yet. Don't worry. Oh, it's okay. Fred Durst was actually a really chill and cool guy. They all are. Um, (laughs) Well, just saying the fact that, like, Fred Durst is not always 100% hype man of Limp Bizkit. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, that's the same way with all of them. Like, I remember, I think it was one of the Game Grumps was telling a story that they, yeah, it was Danny. And he was just like, I was there the last night, like, one big, I, I can't remember what venue. He's like, it closed. And I asked them who the biggest douche was, and he told me. And then I asked who the coolest dude was. And I feel bad because it was Chad Kroger of Nickelback, and now I'm not allowed to make fun of him. And I'm like, yeah, fucking every yeah. douche, really cool. You Guy Fieri, dope as shit. I'm going to love when I meet Guy Fieri. Also, I like that I said it implying I know one day I'm going to meet Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Wait, are you saying that in, like, the spectrum of Guy Fieri is just totally not a douche? Or... Guy Fieri is the biggest douche. Got no Guy Fieri appears. He he is a uh, beautiful man in douche clothing. He is a beautiful. You can man. say that again. He is a beautiful man in douche clothing and douche hair. <laughs> all of it. It's douche all the way down. As a matter of fact, one of the one of the original names for his flagship program was Diners, Drive-ins, and douches. <laughs> Diners, Drive-ins, and douche. I just want to say, like, if we don't meet, well, if we don't get uh, Fred Durst on this podcast, which I'm not ruling out as a possibility if you get this role or if we both land roles as extras, which, by the way, to the casting director of Moose, I know you, uh, you've enjoyed how much I've talked you up now, I will definitely talk up the movie every day up to premiere and to the, like, Months after, in exchange for a role as an extra in this film, and for Fred Durst to do karaoke with me. Oh man, if we Fred Durst on a guest spot, I I have no idea what we would ask him because I've already asked all the relevant questions I would well, ask clearly. Fred Durst. Well, not only that, it would be our first guest, our first real like famous guest. It's like who'd they get? Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit. They've made weird decisions in life, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know in the Justin Timberlake, his uh his half or Super Bowl halftime special, how halfway through he started singing that the thing of Prince came down and he sang a duet with Prince. 
that's gonna happen except it's gonna be me and Fred Durst and Fred Durst isn't gonna be on a sheet it's gonna be live I'm just gonna act like some drunk asshole just like hands up and hands down back up back up tell me what you wanna do now and then you just hear keep rolling 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 and then he jumps on the stage crowd goes wild for someone's weird dad joining me <laughs> you know what actually what would how would the okay feel me with me in this situation here so we are both extras on this movie yeah but you start to fanatically stalk Fred Durst in the way that the main character of this movie fanatically stalks um the main characters yeah but we address it but we film it we make it a documentary we release it as Moose 2 Moose <laughs> 2 Electric Mooseloo <laughs> Moose 2, the sequel to Moose, the Fred Durst film. The Durst Chronicles. The Durst Chronicles. Oh, Jesus. Um, I'm just... Can we have Jackie on as a guest one day? Dude, fuck yeah. As soon as I figure out how to get three videos on this one screen. <laughs> That's legit. That's the only I... reason Fight Boys isn't uh, a live thing on the uh, live thing on our YouTube channel. is because I cannot figure out how to get three people going at once on this. I need to go like... Yeah. Message my buddy Bryce and be like, Bryce, how do you do it, friend? And he's like, please stop yelling at me. I haven't no. talked to you since Dragon Con. It's fine. We might just have to do, like, us two's reactions to the third. No, no, it's just a video of Jackie, and then we're not there. It's just yeah. Jackie. Well, you could have you could have the you could have a nice picture of Jackie like right smack dab in between us. Yeah, that's what it is, and we're just like. Also, Jackie can apparently help with that, oh, so we're set. Shit, she's smarter than we are, and you know who else is smarter than us, Blake? All of our lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash a load of BS is the only website where you can go to support these good BS boys right here. And, of course, we got perks over there for you. We've got our official Discord channel where every week I do a Discord, like, gaming session. We play The Forest every single week. Except I think we're probably going to start doing other stuff because the forest is getting boring. And we got a bunch of other perks over there. Exclusive deals. Uh, looking at merch before I release it. All that. And of course, if you donate any amount, you will get shouted out every single week. Like the Patreon saint herself, Deborah Moore. Like Scott Moore. Like Alvis Edgehart. Like Salty Frank of the Seven Seas. And of course, like Miss Jenny Side. All of our lovely Patreons. Page, pa, patron, pa, fuck, patrons over at patreon.com slash a load of BS, which means, Blake, it's time for the most long-winded segment we do. Okay, I'm going to try to keep mine short because mine's going to win, so... Oh! Oh, I see how it is! All right. But yes, it's officially time for the BS uh, Buckwild Movie Challenge. We're... it's. Did we agree on 16 or 32? Probably 16. 16. 16. Oh, for the love of God, 16. A 16 movie tournament where me and Blake challenge each other to find the most buck wild movies of all time until we whittle it down to figure yep. out the most buck wild that there that ever could exist. And this is, so, of course, the uh, the third round. This is round three, and round. Uh, this is our first round with a Bracket. challenge to it. And the challenge was, of course, I caged you in a little bit, Blake, because I needed you to find the most buck wild Nicolas Cage oh. film. 
My Bring darling it. buddy, <laughs> you caged me into nothing. I sent you something in our Google Hangouts chat that I want you to save for a moment. Just save it? Hold on. Also, oh, just you can open it, you can look at it, but you do not start that video. Okay, I won't start the video. Do you want this playing live during your depiction of what's going on or I I will ask for it at a certain point, so if you can get that ready. <laughs> this is the first one that's had like AV interaction. There's a fucking Applebee's commercial. <laughs> they, they're like <laughs> Long Island. Now, I will say, because of how adamant both of us are, um, also, thanks, you're gonna have to add a new fucking shout-out, my dude. Oh, shit! Jackie, thank you for the Patreon! My love, my fantastic um, person. Yep. Oh, my God, all I see, the name of the video you've sent is called These Iguanas, Bath Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Here, let me full which is the which is the movie that I am supporting this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, now, the Nicolas Cage. Are you gonna like, want? Uh, I do. Hmm? Just quick question: Are you gonna want the audio with this? Um, if possible, I, I think it really it really needs the audio. Okay, I'm fine with that. All right, I've got it, okay. I've got it pulled up for you, my dude. All right. So anyway. Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, and Jackie, we might need you to, like, listen in on both of these and help us pick the winner, because we might both be adamant on our choices this week. We are, I, dude, I am. Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, directed by Werner Furkin Herzog. Oh no, you cheating bastard, I didn't know Werner was involved in this! Uh-huh, that is the first one. This thing is a cinematic fucking marvel. Like, I truly think that this is the best movie that Nicolas Cage is in. Not due to the fact that Nicolas Cage is in it. What? Also, by the way, I know we've talked about it on the show before, the mom and dad movie he was in. It finally came out. I haven't watched it yet, but I, I read a synopsis, and it's surprisingly in, like, not the top ten most buckwild Nick Cage movies. Very interesting. But let's get back to me. <laughs> um, so, in 2005, Officer Terrence McDonough, now a fucking police sergeant in New Orleans, is getting shit together after Hurricane Katrina has hit the city. Okay. Um, the whole thing has been evacuated and bullshit, and he finds out, holy shit, one of the prisoners was supposed to be transferred, but he wasn't transferred. I better go see about that. Turns out that a prisoner was um, listed as transferred, but not really transferred. So he was stuck in the fucking prison as it was flooded as shit, and he was about to drown. Oh, fuck. Um, what? Yep. So this motherfucker comes out, and he says, like, before he saves this prisoner's life, he talks shit to him and basically just calls him out for being the most horrible human being and then saves his life. Oh, wait, N this is Nicky Boy doing this? This is Nicky Boy. <laughs> um, but sadly, uh, this has caused him to suffer a serious back injury that leaves him as a fucking, like, hunchback of Notre Dame walking motherfucker for the rest of this movie. Oh, my God. Um, He's also prescribed Vicodin, and let me tell you, that is the very least of his problems at a certain point. <laughs> um, 
This is also when he gets uh, promoted to the titular bad lieutenant. Wait, hold on. Like the, his, <laughs> you were lieutenant, but now you're bad lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Well, he was a sergeant. He got promoted to a lieutenant. Oh, then okay. he uh, got prescribed Vicodin, which he got addicted to. Um, so, Scotty, the normal like addiction time when you think of like somebody falling down the slope of addiction from a prescription painkiller to like harder stuff like cocaine, crack, heroin. Yeah. How long would you think that was in that's, months? That's like, oh, I was going to say years. I was going to say that'd be a multi-year Okay, process. yeah, just tell me how long you think. Uh, I think the prescription drugs, I think you're going to stick with those till, for about seven months. Then you go to a party, try that. Like something a little bit harder like cocaine. Like seven months after yeah. that. Like I'll say like a good 14 months, maybe a year and a half. Six months later, McDonough <laughs> is now not only addicted to Vicodin, but he habitually uses other drugs, including cocaine, cannabis, heroin, and crack. Jesus! Oh, uh, he actually, he has a person working in the department that just brings him his drugs. Also, from I like the that it's habitually. Lockup. It's not like he goes to parties on the weekends and uses all of these. No. He has, like, he wakes up and he has one of those little pill caddies full of heroin. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. This is the most basic plot summary because there are so many fucking scenes of the ways that he, this man gets drugs. Yeah. From abu- from anything from abusing people that he was going to arrest to stealing it from the police department to just going fucking buck wild. But I have to save some of these. Okay, are you going to save them for next round? Oh, yeah. Also, his girlfriend is a prostitute who also does a lot of drugs. Okay, now, okay fine, I see. Um, also, his dad is a recovering alcoholic. Um, which is interesting, and his stepmother is a current alcoholic. I can't remember how much of that plays into the film. I did watch this movie last week on Saturday, but I was so fucking hopped up on cold meds that it really was just like a fever dream to me. Um, I, I, I initially, I, rem- I initially did not want you to tell anybody. <laughs> I, I like I didn't want or I, like I didn't want you to look up. What happened? I just wanted you to come in with like, I got real fucking cough syrup high, and I like, think this I movie exists. I, yeah, I could have done that, except it would have just been me talking about like, this is Nicolas Cage, and he's like the hunchback of fucking Notre Dame over here, and he's a cop, and there's iguanas. Um. So anyway, he has to investigate a brutal murder. And so he's going and he's collecting evidence. He finds a witness and all this shit. And he finds the dude that uh, uh, perpetrated this murder. And that dude's name is uh, the gang leader, Big Fate. Big Played Fate? Played by Exhibit. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> so anyway, <coughs> Big Fate and his boys... Um, they're, they're almost, like, crystal clear getting away from this, even though everybody knows that they did it, except for the testimony of this witness and several others. Except they find some of these, uh, other clients severely beaten or shit, I don't know. And in between all of this, this shows just, um, Nicolas Cage's character, McDonough, just, like, being the weirdest fucking motherfucker. Like, 
This is yeah. Nick Cage at his fucking best. And it's okay. so goddamn good. Okay, do we need to bring up the iguanas now? Bring up the iguanas. All right, hold on. Let me see if I can pull this off. All right, so, we're going to do yeah, that. In this, in this scene, let, I'll set it up for you while you're doing it. They're conducting surveillance. And Nicolas Cage's character walks in on the rest of them. And he sees got... two iguanas on this table. <laughs> okay, he just sees the... a couple of Now, keep in mind, yeah. this is a man who habitually uses cocaine, marijuana, heroin, crack, everything. So let's get a look at this. How long has it been in there? About 20 minutes. Who else? His girlfriend, at least one. All right, that's as far as I hope it plays. Yeah. What are these fucking iguanas doing on my coffee table? <laughs> there ain't no iguana. Yeah, there are. There ain't no iguana. What? What the fuck is that? Fucking iguana. Oh, Jesus. Hope we set up. Swan's around the corner. No! No. No so Nick is just there. upset about these well, fucking iguanas. Duty said he wanted to coordinate yep. with us when we ended. Also, Val Kilmer, uh, a good get for this film as well. Duty Kelly, what he said. Oh, yes, he is the partner. Okay, I'm done with that. Now I've I've gotten past where he's pissed about the iguanas. Is there anything else beautiful in this scene? Yes, you have to watch all two minutes. <laughs> Look at these motherfuckers! What's happening? My favorite was, they've unfortunately cut away from it, but was the shot where Nick just smiles down at the iguana? Yep. So, fuck, with this one scene, I think you may have won. Yeah, this is. I still want to. This is one of the. I still want to. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you get. You, of course, need to do your pitch, but, like. And think about this. I was comfortable in letting this scene go in the first round. Oh, no. I didn't think about that. That's a point. <laughs> now, I do think this is probably the most, I guess, buckwild thing that happens that Nick Cage doesn't do. Oh, okay. But everything else is Nick Cage's character acting, which is fucking wild. Oh no, Blake. So okay, is that it for yours? Um, you know what? I'll save the rest of the plot summary oh, you for later. Fucking asshole! <laughs> I can't be iguanas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Blake, I'm gonna do what I can with my film, right. which, uh, in all honesty, I think is a private club banger. I don't think many people knew about that or know about this one. Because I, I literally went through Nick Cage's IMDb, opened up as many as I could, and just started reading plots and whittling it down. Um, uh, it, surprisingly, it wasn't that bad. Um, and so that's why I bring to you today The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> that fucking movie. Okay, 
So have you have you seen it? I've actually seen this movie. I've also heard the Flophouse uh, podcasts uh, episode on this movie. Okay, so this motherfucking. Okay, firstly, I just want to let you know because I have trouble keeping track of when I read summaries. Uh, Nicholas Cage is just gonna be called Cage. The bad right. guy, I'm just gonna call bad guy, and then super bad guy will be super bad guy. So, um, we start off in 1740 AD in this Nicolas Cage film, where yep. the mighty magician Merlin, uh, Slytherin, not many people know, uh, Balthazar Blake, which by the way makes it two weeks in a row that a movie I've brought to the table has someone called Balthazar, Veronica Gerloison, <laughs> and Maxim Horvath. Horvath betrays his master by joining forces with Morgana Le Fay, who is a real fucking person! It is a real person they're basing it off of. Yes. And so, uh, Morgana basically kills Merlin, and then Veronica rips her soul out of her body and shoves it into her own. This is all Arthurian legend. Yeah, it's all Arthurian legend, including Nicolas Cage being there the whole time, like, what the fuck is going on? And so uh, then Nicolas Cage knocks it, takes the woman who is now stolen, the two women, throws them in something called the Grimhold, which is a nesting doll that magically holds people. And Mm -hmm. then Merlin, before dying, gives Balthazar a dragon figurine that he claims will find the prime Merlinian who will be Merlin's descendant and the only one able to defeat Morgana, which means this film doesn't understand how descendants work. (laughs) <laughs> he could just be yeah. like, look for that that lady I fucked a couple of weeks ago. I, I'm sensing something good out of her. So then we cut forward in time. Uh, meanwhile, through history, Nicolas Cage has been trapping Morganians, who are uh, sorcerers who are trying to release the big bad, uh, into the Grimhold. So essentially, the more you trap, the bigger this thing gets. Now cut to 2000, where uh, a baby Jay Baruchel... Goes and finds about this creepy long-haired Nicolas Cage motherfucker in a Manhattan store, antique store, and he's just like, "Hello, little boy, take this dragon statue." And of course, the ten-year-old, thinking quickly, is like, "Thank you for the dragon statue." At which point, the statue comes to life and wraps itself around the boy's finger, which you think would fuck up the boy for life. But no, it gets worse, because then the child opens the Grimhold, releasing another wizard, like the evil wizard from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then Nicolas Cage and that wizard get into a fight, and then they get locked into a separate, but equally powerful, wizarding device that locks them in for ten years. Now, cuts to ten years later, mm-hmm. where... um. Dave, who is Jay Baruchel's character, is now a physics student who has been going through years of mental trauma because of the wizarding incident. He is, they were just like, he's had hallucinations and now he has to go see a fucking doctor. So now, so far, Nicolas Cage has caused this poor child to go insane. And so, uh, let's see, uh, he gets a crush on a girl and but all of a sudden the urn releases uh Nicolas Cage and evil Nicolas Cage and uh the bad guy is like okay I'm going to go after Dave and the Grimhold I guess Dave still has it I don't know I'm not paying attention 
And who should sweep in but Nicolas Cage on a giant animated steel eagle that he used his wizard powers to create from one of the Chrysler building gargoyles. So Nick Cage has now destroyed part of the Chrysler building to get a giant eagle. And so then they end up fighting some more uh, Morganians. Some stuff happens. Um, Dave kind of has this period where he's like, I fucking hate you because you've sent me to therapy. And then Nick Cage, but he's just like, but magic's pretty cool, right? And so he finally becomes the apprentice. And then he goes to his crush. And and apparently what is a very moving scene uses Tesla coils to play the One Republic song Secrets to her, which does sound like a very insane scene to me. See, that, though, like, using it to play that song is, like, negative Buckwild points. Oh, wait, really? I was thinking, I... no, the, the Tesla coils made sense. The fact that it was a Run One Republic song is what was Buckwild to me. Oh, I, I think they're pop culture enough that it's like, oh, that's what he's doing. Yeah, so, um, cut to the bad guy going to find a new, like, a young Morganian, essentially a Jay Baruchel of his own, and who should he recruit but celebrity magician Drake Stone, who I pray looks like Chris Angel. And they go after uh, they go after Dave and Balthazar because Dave is the true new uh, fucking Merlinian or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then Balthazar is just like, look, dude, look, my friend, you do not want to open the Grimhold. There is, in fact, a psycho bitch who will rise all dead sorcerers to enslave mankind. And then, and then he does it anyway. Yeah. Well, and then there's a scene that made me realize that this movie is a remake, Blake Tanner. No, The Sorcerer's Apprentice was one of the original, like, things that made the Disney movie Fantasia. Yeah, I know. And they were just like, how do we make this better? And Hook. they did do the mop scene. Yeah, I know. That's what I was just about to say. The next scene is like a mop scene. The mop scene. And that's when I went, wait a minute. This is Fantasia. Yep. Also, at the end of the uh, movie, there's a scene where you see Mickey's sorcerer hat. Okay, so anyways, uh, the the bad guys try to kill Balthazar, a.k.a. Nicolas Cage, and steal the Grimhold back. And then uh, the bad guy kills Chris Angel and steals his ring away, which is his focus. Then he releases... Star of the Crucible, Abigail Williams. <laughs> so the legitimate witch from history, Abigail Williams, has Ab- a cameo. And uh, they kidnap uh, Jay Baruchel's girlfriend, and then he kills Abigail Williams, apparently, as well. And he threatens to kill the girl and forces Dave to give up the grim hold in the ring. At which point... Uh, since he doesn't have his ring, he's like, oh no, he doesn't have power. I've got to save him, Nicolas Cage says. And Horvath releases the big bad who tries to raise all the dead wizards. Meanwhile, you know the famous Charging Bull sculpture on Wall Street? Yeah. Well, that shit comes to fucking life and they send it after Nicolas Cage. He's just Jesus. like, fuck a bull. And so then Dave shows up, and you'll remember earlier, important plot point, that Dave enjoys Tesla coils. 
I don't yes. fucking know why. But he shows up and apparently mixes magic with electricity and electrocutes uh, Horvath with it. Meanwhile, Balthazar is That's now good. back on the fucking Chrysler building, Eagle, and is carrying off the bull with it. And so uh, then Dave who is ringless and apparently magicless, turns to Morgana and is like, fucking bitch! Abraka, fuck you! And then shoots bolts of lightning without his focus, which proves that he is the Merlinian after all. Which is a plot point the movie said from the beginning. It's not an important thing. Anyways, um, Morgana tries to kill them some more. Ends up killing Nicolas Cage because uh, Veronica tries to, like, it's a bolt going after Veronica, and I assume Nicolas Cage does the full-on dive in front of the president. No move! Uh, it is something like that, yeah, truly. Yeah. And then Dave uh, takes another giant Tesla coil and uses it to, who I can only assume is his version of a magic wand, and shoots it and kills Morgana. And then mm-hmm. use it. Then he just straight up fucking electrocutes Nicolas Cage and brings him back to life. And the end of the film features a scene where you know, like the end of Greece. That's kind of it's kind of buck wild how they cl- fly off on that in the uh, car. Well, guess well, they fly off on the eagle, don't they? Yeah, Dave and Becky steal fucking Nicolas Cage's eagle that I'm sure he worked very hard to get and fly it to France. That was my fucking eagle! Get it back here! God, you really, you really did bring it. I wasn't sure. Um, the sorcerer is a print. Now, I will say, I do have one rebuttal. Yeah. I do think that this is part, like, this is played on similar, um, similar films such as The Last Witch Hunter and Seventh Son. Yeah, yeah. Which are both also terrible Buckwild movies. Well, with me... That happened after <laughs> The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Um, well, I mean, for me, there's not really much else, so I can't really keep going. Um, oh. I could pull something out right now, literally. To, to win? Just as, that is just as big as fucking Iguanas. Well, apparently they injured... I, I'm just gonna... I'm doing my American Idol sign-off, because I am I am relenting to you, Port. <laughs> um, but apparently they almost killed two people in the filming of this movie, mm. and I don't mean, like, actors or set workers. I mean, like, two pedestrians. <laughs> a Ferrari that was being driven for the film careened into the window of a Sabaro and injured two pedestrians. One of it almost got hit by a lamppost. Oh my god. Apparently, though, they all a lot of it was on set effects, which is probably why a lot of it won't look good. Um and so uh apparently for floating objects, they threw them with wires or used stuntmen wear the chroma key suits. So there was just some dude holding like a ping pong ball. Woo! Spooky! Woo! Let me see. I'm trying to see. Uh, 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that's generous. Um, also, the bad guy is, in fact, Alfred Molina. Which is, I forgot it was Alfred Molina. It's Alfred Molina, Jay Baruchel, Nicolas Cage. Other than that, I don't see anybody really that big of a deal. Um, but yeah, the uh, only yeah. references to the original Sorcerer's Apprentice are Mickey Mouse's hat in the post-credits and then Dave getting fucked up by mops. Now, 
I have seen this movie before. The mob scene is kind of funny. Well, of course it is, especially if you know that it's based off the Disney thing. But yeah, Blake, mm-hmm. I will I will sadly bow my head to you this week and give you give you or give you uh what is it Port of New yeah. Orleans? Bad, Bad Lieutenant. Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans. Now, I will say another like just point of reference. This is an unofficial like yeah. continuation of the Bad Lieutenant series. Not directed by Werner Herzog. The Bad Lieutenant uh, multiverse. Yes. I really enjoyed how they dropped the Bad Lieutenant trailer during the Super Bowl, but then it was up on Netflix right after. It was amazing. The Bad Lieutenant. The Bad Lieutenant Paradox. The B.O.P. Oh, Oh, God. Uh, I'm really glad that I haven't used the other, like, two... I have two really good like scenes from this movie left in the chamber. Oh, dude, I'm I'm ready. I'm re- this one may go all the way. This one we're gonna go all the way, folks. Um, Jackie Hearns. I would a- love. Wait, have we addressed what would happen if like two movies that both of us have pitched end up in the finals? Like. If I pitch two movies that end up in the finals, what happens? Uh, I believe one of us has to champion the other one. One of us has to just basically use our argumentative skills and take over that one. Uh, okay. Also, Jackie, Jackie Hearn has a point of if we were more intelligent, we could probably pull off, which is for us to take calls. Um, <laughs> yeah, m- message me about that, Jackie, because it's not something I am that acquainted with how to do but it's that mm-hmm. once we get more people who would want to call in fuck yes we would take calls yeah uh but yeah blake what did you learn this week my boy i learned that these fucking iguanas can sing <laughs> and i learned that the greatest director of all time is right here fred durst baby I like that my Fred Durst impression is like devolved to just ah, <laughs> just screaming. I'm screaming. Um, Jackie, you can uh, well, hold on. Uh, Blake, where can they find you? And then I'll tell Jackie where to message me. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at Blake A Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at Blake A Tanner on Instagram. And if you like some YouTube videos about uh, video games, you like watching Let's Plays or like a bunch of a, a bunch of people just fuck around and playing video games, check out the Darkroom video. That's the Darkroom, D-A-R-K-R-O-O-M-V-I-D-Y-A, Darkroom video. And you can find me and message me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Make sure to buy all my books on Amazon. I've got Queasel Corp, Queasel Corp Risen. The official companion book to this show, BS versus the Gods, which I still need to get you a copy of it so you can fully read the book that we definitely didn't write about this show. Yep. <laughs> and how we and how we fight amazing gods. It's essentially if Supernatural met American Gods met 500 gallons of whiskey that'd be what bs versus the gods is essentially um make sure if you guys are watching this after the fact on youtube or if you're listening on itunes make sure to rate subscribe do all that fantastic stuff um make sure if you want some new merchandise from us you can go to merch.alotapurebs.com i just got in a new pack of fight boy shirts and that reminds me if you want to find all the other <laughs> yeah, Jackie, I'm sorry. We've said this so many times that we've now got it to a Eminem rap god pace of being able to get through it. 
But, um... Yeah, make sure, uh, if you guys like what we're saying and like what we're talking, to check out all the other shows on the BS Network at a load of purebs.com. There is Opposite Attractions, the show where I build my own theme park with my buddy Jim Murphy. And then, of course, Fight Boys, the show where me, Blake, and our buddy Dylan talk about professional wrestling and make up our own pro wrestling and, and troll wrestling. not so professional wrestling. Yeah, I, I didn't want to go blatantly into the exact catchphrase. <laughs> but yes, it's professional wrestling and not so professional wrestling. And you can find all of that online at a load of purebs.com and sometimes check out our Twitch streams. I stream video games every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then of course we do a uh, load of BS live every Thursday night. Uh, so yeah, check out at twitch.tv slash a load of BS. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. Buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us both on Twitter at a load of pure BS. Except no substitutes, and we will see you next week!